And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, man, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the incomparable Lisa Wolf. In this hour, James Stewart stars as cowboy good guy Britt Ponson, also known as the Six Shooter from 1953. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular Neil Diamond songs. And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Paul and I will try to name that tune. Right, Lisa? That's right. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey there. Hey there. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. I I love Neil Diamond. He's a real gem. Yeah, we did that joke a little earlier, so it was it yeah, only used right. once. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure he'll come up with something as the Paul night goes on. Been, he must not have been listening to the show earlier. <laughs> uh, I knew so, that diamond joke would ring true. That's closer. <laughs> Carl looks in disbelief. So I'm a fan of Neil Diamond. <laughs> I'm a fan of Neil Diamond as well, and. What? What? No, what? I know you are. Um, so I had a lot of fun uh, coming up with some great songs. I know nothing about his music. Carl knows so. nothing, but I feel Zero. like you're going to as soon as you hear it. Really? Yeah, you'll recognize I won't know the, the names, songs. though. Carl, can you think of any Neil Diamond songs off um, the top of your head? Just one. There was something. I don't know. Not really. No. I All don't right. know any of them. Well, we'll leave it at that. Because um, he sings mostly slow songs, and I don't listen to slow songs. Okay, well, all bets are on you, Paul. Uh, mostly these are from the 70s. That's when he was his heyday. Okay. Um, so Take it easy on me, Paul. <laughs> that's a song as well. Uh, so, um, <laughs> Paul, um, as soon as you know the title, just shout it out. We'll go okay. from there. Here's right. the first Neil Diamond song. Yeah. I am, I said. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Good luck, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song. Here's for Carl. Listen to this. I am, I said, absolutely right. Written and recorded by Neil Diamond, released in 1971. It ran to number wow. four on the pop chart. All right. All right. On the pop tart chart? On the pop tart chart. Oh, okay. Oh, I like pop tarts. <laughs> Me too. I okay. like strawberry with the. <laughs> well, it's appropriate because you're going to be toast tonight. That's for sure. He's pretty quick. That yeah, that fall. is good. It's pretty quick. Go with that one. Pretty quick. All right, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, song number two. Sweet Caroline. Yes, what? I knew it. I knew it. What? I knew it was Sweet Caroline. What? Yeah, got one. 
Yes, you did. So this is written and performed by Neil Diamond, released in 1969. Hey, Paul, here's for you. <laughs> Paul, this is for you. No. <laughs> hey, Carl, who was the inspiration? Now, Carl. <laughs> who was the inspiration for this song, Carl? Uh, Carolina. Uh, yeah, from the Kennedy. Caroline Kennedy. Yes, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So she was 11 years old when this was released, and he sang this song for her at her 50th wow. birthday celebration. Sweet, oh, that's classic. Caroline. I got one. Hey. You did. I think that might be it for you. Probably. Okay. Here's the next one. And um, I'm a big fan of this song. It used to be so natural. Still bring me power. Yes. Who's singing with her, Carl? With him, I mean. anymore. Who's they that? They just lay on the floor till we oh. them away. Is it Streisand? It is. Oh, yeah. Wow. Here's for Carl. All the things you taught me. So this, uh, you don't bring me flowers. This has a a interesting history to it, which you will learn on the next Hollywood 360 newsletter. So I won't explain it all now. But released in 1978, this song reached number uno. Number one. Numero uno. Wow. See, I don't like these kind of songs. I love this song. It's like poetry. Makes me want to fall asleep. Actually beautiful. Do you like it, Paul? I, I really like it. I really do too. If I had my sleep apnea machine, I'd go right to sleep right now. <laughs> or even without it, you just choke a little you bit. You know, if I don't if I don't bring uh, Pillsbury or gold medal home, my wife says you don't bring me flour. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. He's quick. He's quick. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, here's the next song. It's a little ha- peppier. A little. Song sung blue. Me. Yes. <laughs> That's correct. Song Sung Blue, 1972. Reached number one on the chart. Do you remember the song, Carl? Yeah, a little bit. Come on, you guys, sing the chorus. Here it comes. Song Sung Blue. We've been like a willow. Like, who would buy this? I'm sorry. I, I did. Would tra- you buy on this? an 8-track tape. You would buy this? I love Neil Diamond. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to offend any Neil Diamond fan or Neil Diamond. I'm just no, saying he's this. probably not listening Not my right kind of not my kind of music. I think Carpenter, everyone's Carl kind of music. the baseball diamond for Neil Diamond. All right. Song, song, blue. All right. All right. Moving on to the next song. This yeah. was released, uh, written, and recorded in 1970. Yes. What is it? This is Cracklin' Rosie. Listen. Oh, I love my Rosie Chuck. Rosie Chuck. He's happy. Right. Here's for Carl. I mean, I, uh, I mean, I think I might have found someone that sings worse than me. I don't so. think so, Carl. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. Play it now. Play it now. Play it now. Play it now. My baby. Oh. 
Oh well, I think it's great. Jeez. Good catchy stuff. Here's the final song. Okay. Okay, Carl, come on. You you know this song. All right. I know that you know this song. It's from, um, what's the movie I said, Jazz on a Summer's Day <laughs> that I, I made no up? Idea. Okay, let's hear it. America. Yes. America, written and recorded by Neil Diamond, released in 1980. Here's for Carl. From his film, The Jazz Singer. Reached number eight. I got one. You did. I didn't even think you were playing I the game. I didn't think I was going to get one. I didn't. America. America. <laughs> Paul, you're the best. To America. Oh, great job. Great job, Paul. Wow. All right. You know what's coming up next, Paul? The Six Shooter. Uh, the Six Shooter. James Stewart. All right, I'm going to send you uh, yes. some CDs in the mail. And uh, I hope you enjoy them, my friend. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, you did great. You're you did a great. great player. Thank you so much. I needed awesome. you tonight. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> All right, when we come back, James Stewart, Britt Ponsett, The Six Shooter. You don't want to miss it. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, this is Hollywood 360. Uh, Lisa Wolf, my co-host for the last, I think it's about 16 years. Yeah, it feels much longer. It does, doesn't it? I was about to say the same thing. Way too long. And uh, Mike Costella, he has not been our producer the entire 16 years, but I would say he's been our producer the best of that time. Absolutely. That's for sure. And he is aces in my book. Aces. You, pieces. You know. You're pieces. I'll give you a ceases. Or maybe a feces. Yeah. Mike is the best. Lisa, you are too. You really, really are. I mean, when I talk to listeners, and this is great, I get this all the time. When I'm talking to a listener, they always say, so how's, what's what's Lisa what's like? What's the deal, what's right? What's Mike like? What are they like in real? And I'm like, they're exactly like they are on the air because this is exactly That's who we true. are. Lisa and I talk during the week. We talk to each other just like we're That's talking true. on air. Mike, same exact. This is us. There's no, <laughs> this, this is, is this is what you get. <laughs> this is who we are. This is what you get. And... um what a what a ride it's been! Sixteen years. I hope we can do this at least another sixteen. I hope so too. All right, we're uh, we're about to listen to one of the best westerns. Uh, that's a hotel I'll chain. I'll just say, great best name Western. for a hotel chain. Yeah, one of the best westerns <laughs> <laughs> in the history of westerns. Unfortunately, it came too late in radio's life. It didn't start until 1953. That's the only reason why this show wasn't on the air a long, long time because. It is quality through and through. It's every bit as good as any of the best Westerns. And uh, James Stewart plays Britt Ponsett, a uh, frontier drifter, all-around good guy. And he carried a gray steel six-gun with an unmarked rainbow mother of pearl. And people called them both the six-shooter. Very great, you know, uh, very cool series. Great writing. And James Stewart was awesome, obviously. He was one of the best actors ever. Let's go back to a broadcast date, November 8th, 1953. This is uh, the, uh, the story is all about Stacey Galt. Here's James Stewart 
in the six-shooter. In just a moment, James Stewart as the six-shooter. Just one of the many fine programs brought to you Sundays on NBC. Each Sunday, listen to the music of the NBC Symphony Orchestra from Carnegie Hall. Hear the amusing adventures of Hume Cronin and Jessica Tandy in The Marriage. And tune to the NBC Star Playhouse with the nation's greatest stars. Wonderful programs, all of them heard only on NBC. James Stewart as the six-shooter. The man in the saddle is angular and long-legged. His skin is sun-dyed brown. The gun in his holster is gray steel and rainbow mother of pearl, its handle unmarked. People call them both the six-shooter. The NBC Radio Network presents James Stewart as the six-shooter, a transcribed series of radio dramas based on the life of Britt Ponsett, the Texas plainsman who wandered through the Western territories, leaving behind a trail of still-remembered legends. Now, in just a moment, immediately following this important announcement, you will hear Act One of The Six Shooter. Meet the safe driver. If you know what makes him stay alive on the highways, you may be able to follow his good example. He always keeps his car in A1 mechanical condition. He shows courtesy for other drivers. He knows that speed is his greatest enemy. And most important, he knows and obeys the laws. Remember, few accidents happen with safe drivers. Are you one of them? Now, Act One of The Six Shooter, starring James Stewart. I sure couldn't figure it. I'd ridden down the whole main street all the way from Seth Tooley's bank to Ma Benson's rooming house, and I hadn't seen a single solitary person. The stores were closed, shut tight. There wasn't even a wagon or a horse out in front of them. It looked like the town of Elk Point had just up and gone to sleep, but that didn't make sense either. Not at five o'clock in the afternoon. Whoa, Scott. Whoa, whoa, boy. Ma Benson didn't know what the trouble was. She always had a pretty good notion about everything that went on in Jackson County. You know, folks always used to say that's why the Elk Point Gazette kept going broke. You know, old Sadie Benson was too much competition. <laughs> who, who is it? Brent Ponson. Brent? Yeah. How do I know it's you? Well, opening the door might be one way of finding out. It <laughs> does sound like you're all right. But if it ain't, I'm just a poor widow woman without a cent of my name. I don't think you're going to Oh, get... come on now, come on, Ma. Open up the door. Oh, Britt, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Well, don't just stand there. Get inside, quick, so I can lock up again. Oh, sure, sure, all right. 
I can't imagine what a fright you gave me when I heard you knocking out there. Oh, but I must say there ain't anybody I'd rather see today. Well, now, that's a very flattering greeting, Ma. What's, uh, what's behind that? Oh, now, stop joshing me, Britt, at a time like this when we all might be murdered any minute. Murdered? Stacy Galt is headed this way. Don't tell me you didn't know. Galt? That's what I said. Stacy Galt. Stacy Galt. Oh, I hadn't heard he was in these parts. You- you hadn't heard? No. Then what on earth brought you to Elk Point? Oh, I was just passing through on my way to White River. I thought I might stop off long enough to have one of those fine home-cooked meals of yours. Isn't that reason enough? Well, you're heaven-sent, Britt Ponce, if that's what you are. <laughs> heaven-sent. Come on out in the kitchen with me while I give you the news. Sure. I was fixing a batch of cornbread. I had to do something to keep myself from thinking about what might happen. Oh, uh, you can drop that stool there if you like. Oh, thanks. Uh, uh, before you sit down, uh, hand me them eggs, will you? Eggs? Oh, oh, sure. here they are. Here you are. Well, now, the first sign of trouble was when Galt held up the Fargo station over in Fort Shafter. That was ten days, uh, maybe two weeks ago. Well, Shafter's 200 miles from Elk Point. Well, that's why folks didn't get too excited. Not then, anyhow. We never figured he'd come this far west. He never had before. Yeah, I guess that's so. Yeah. <laughs> but last Monday, he was in White River. Oh? Robbed the White River First National. Got away with over $50,000. Mm. $50,000. Marshal Andrews, he's the district marshal over to White River, he trailed Galt five or six miles out of town, and then he lost him. But there wasn't no doubt which way Galt was fixing to go. Uh-huh. Oh, now where to put that hand? Oh, yes, here it is. Well, anyhow, just this morning, Ed Scott came barreling into town. He's got the old McBride Ranch out in Easter Canyon, you know. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, Ed seen him last night riding through the canyon. He's uh, Galt, huh? Couldn't have been nobody else. Ed recognized him right off, he did. He did. Uh, I, I thought you said Galt had never been around Elk Point for. Well, there's pictures of him, ain't there? On them wanted posters? Mm, yeah, uh-huh. mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I know I've left something out of this batter. If I could only think what... Oh, my star's bacon powder. <laughs> you know, when you use sweet milk, you got to put in bacon powder, or the bread just don't raise up at all. Uh, uh, that cupboard right behind you, Britt, please. Back here? Yeah, yeah oh. that door there, right there. Oh, there. That's it. Yeah, it's on the second shelf. Little red can. Red can. That's the one. <laughs> well, now, like I say, Ed brung the news to town this morning. Mm-hmm. And that, that's when everybody took cover, huh? What else was we to do without a single able-bodied man to defend us? Oh. I... Eddie Scott rounded them all up, formed a posse, and went out hunting gold. Oh, now, what about Sheriff Henry? It sounds like that'd be his job, wouldn't it? Sheriff Henry ain't here. Oh, I see. Just when we need him most, he's delivering a prisoner over to county jail at Jackson. I see. I and, see. of course, that gave Ed Scott his chance to take charge. He's always been the pushing type, wanting to run everything. I guess he figures if he can capture Galt, it'll be a real feather in his cap. Not to mention the $10,000 reward the White River First National is offering. Yeah, that's a lot of money. It sure is. $10,000. Oh, can you open the oven for me? Oh, yeah, sure. Now, be careful, Britt. Now, don't you burn yourself. You better use that dish towel there on the rack. All right, all right, all right. I don't know why I bothered making cornbread. Won't be anybody here to eat it. Except maybe you, Britt. You'll stay for supper anyway, won't you, in spite of this Galt business? Well, it would take more than Stacy Galt to do me out of some of your cornbread. <laughs> Gee 
whiz. I'd ride 20 miles just to get a whiff of it. Oh, I now, would, yes, Fred. Well, my cooking's all right, but it ain't nothing exceptional. No, it's... Oh, you always was one to hand out the blood. Oh, my, you don't stop it. You'll have me so flustered. I won't know whether I'm coming or going. Yeah, well... <laughs> I think I'll go out and put Scar on the barn. <laughs> well, you're welcome to feed him. There's plenty of hay. Thanks. Uh, 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 Ma. Yeah? Now, you, you weren't serious about there only being two of us for supper, weren't you? Well, I sure was. Well, but they used to have plenty of boarders, more than you could take care of. Oh, oh, I've still got my boarders, Brett. But they're all out with Ed Scott's posse. Oh, I see. I told you. There ain't a male between the ages of 10 and 60 left in town. Besides you, of course. Why, even old man Fletcher went along with that posse. No. <laughs> I had to help him onto his horse, but he went. <laughs> well, you better hurry now, Fritz. I'll have supper on the table by the time you get back from the barn. All right, that's the first portion of the six-shooter star Jimmy Stewart. Uh, this is called the Stacy Galt case. Uh Lisa, see, uh, November 8th, 1953. Uh, Mary. There he goes. Mary, I'll lasso the moon for you, Mary. Is that what you want, Mary? Huh? Yeah, not bad. It's not not great, but... I said not bad. Right, so that means not great. But not bad. What's my best impersonation? Um, how about... (laughs) Peter um, Lorre. Yeah? Extra, extra. (laughs) Extra, 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 read all about it. There you go. Uh, (laughs) The Pillsbury Doughboy, I'll give you that one. (laughs) There you go. Those are your good ones. And Peter Lorre, yes, Mike. (laughs) Mike likes Peter Lorre. Yeah, I'm going to disagree on that one. (laughs) What's that? Life Boy, okay. Extra, extra, read all about it, Life Boy. Eh? That's the one. That's that's, that's, that's the, the key right that's there. That's the ticket right there. <laughs> so the six shooter, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, we'll get back to it in just a few moments. And just a reminder, we have a newsletter that comes out the very first day of every month. It's our Hollywood 360 newsletter. It's absolutely free. And uh, all you got to do is go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com, put your email in. You will get the current newsletter immediately, and then every first of the month, you will receive our new newsletter. And it has our entire schedule in there, all kinds of other fun stuff, articles by Lisa and Carl Shadow, Martin Grams, myself. So make sure you do it. We'll be right back. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. 
Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. So is your favorite radio show still My Favorite Husband? No. What is your favorite radio show? Hollywood 360. Ah, good answer, Lisa. <laughs> Mike, what's your favorite classic radio uh, show? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Johnny Dollar, that's what I thought. Lisa, what's your favorite classic radio show? Hollywood 360. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, if you knew what it was like, if you knew what I had to put up with. I'm telling you, it's uh, rough around here. Man, oh man. Mine's Boston Blackie or Suspense. They're right, you know, sometimes I'm a Boston Blackie guy, and then other times Suspense. But I just love Boston Blackie because I love detective stories. You know, there's a new, did you see this? There's a new Marlowe movie coming out in the theaters. It's called Marlowe. You know, it's based on Philip Marlowe, that, you know, um, Raymond Chandler's uh, Tough Private Eye. And it's uh, set in the in the 30s. It's a big budget film. You know who's playing Philip Marlowe in it? No. Now, this is not somebody that I would ever think you would cast as Philip Marlowe. Okay. But he's Marlowe. Liam Neeson. Oh. Is it is it out yet? I don't think it's out yet, but I saw a trailer for it. And it's I called mean, it Marlowe? It looked good. It was, you know, period piece. I wonder if it'll stream on... Uh, I don't know, you know but, you know, ones. it had all the old cars and... Yeah, like yours. <laughs> yeah, like my '74 my Nova, but actually it was like 1930s cars. Yeah, you know, and they all had suits and everything. Sure. And uh, Jessica Lange is in oh, it. Oh wow! And uh, and also um, I... Kruger, Diane Kruger is in it as well, and they play mother and daughter. I, and then, I know uh, Jessica Lange. I don't know. Yeah. If I know Diane. Um, she was in Inglorious Bastards, the movie. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Diane Kruger's a great actress. Um. Anyway, big wow. big. Big movie. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be seeing it. <laughs> I will. I will. All right, we're listening to James Stewart as Britt Ponsett. Here's the conclusion to The Six Shooter. Hey, it is quite a supper, too. Baked ham with brown sugar dripping down the sides, and mashed potatoes swimming in gravy, enough green lima beans to feed the whole population of Elk Point, and that cornbread. Gee whiz, it just, just light yellow and fluffy with homemade maple syrup to pour over it. I tell you, I, when I started eating it, I figured I'd have a hard time making a dent in the plate Ma put before me, but the next thing I knew, I was asking for seconds. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, just a thin slice, Ma. No, 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 that's too much. That's too much. Now, I'll only have to throw no, it no, away. No, just go easy on it. No, I don't know, though. I, there. A few more potatoes? No, I don't want any more potatoes. Ma. All right, Bridget, just a few. No, I, beans. no, I don't want any more now, beans. Now, you can't eat ham with nothing to go with it. No, I don't want any. Oh, any. goodness. Here you are. Well, uh, gee, you, uh, well, how about you, Ma? You've you hardly touched any of your food. Ma. Oh, what you cook yourself don't taste as good somehow. Mm-hmm. Are you good? You're not still worrying about Stacy Gall, are you? Oh, certainly am not. Not since you showed up. If he come into town now, you'd take care of him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't imagine he'll get past Ed Scott's posse. <laughs> and you don't know Ed Scott very good. Why, he'll have that posse running around in circles. I'll bet you you could drive a herd of cattle right through the middle of them men and they wouldn't even notice. <gasps> Mm, you know, you want, want me to answer it? No, no, I, uh, I'll see who it is. Uh, you might keep your right hand free, though, just in case. Uh, who, who's there? Who's there? Uh, oh, it's Seth Tooley. Yeah. Seth! What are you doing back? You ain't caught Galt, have you? No, 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 we ain't caught him. He's been punched in town. My wife thought she'd seen him going into your place this afternoon. Yeah, he's here, but get out of oh. the way, Ma. I gotta talk to Britt. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's Sash. Britt, Britt, he's in Elk Point. Stacy Gulf is in Elk Point. No. Yes, he is. I saw him not five minutes ago riding over the South Creek Bridge. He means to rob my bank. I know he does. That's the only thing he could have come for. Well, you've got more than enough men to take care of him, haven't you, Sam? The posse's still out combing the hills, away out in the hills, yeah. What? Well, my rheumatism started acting up. It was paining me something terrible. I had to drop out and come back alone. <laughs> that rheumatism of yours is sure a convenient sickness sometimes, Seth. Well, you can be mighty thankful for it tonight. Otherwise, Galt might have got by unnoticed. Oh, we got to move past Britt before he reaches the bank. I brought my forty-four. I figured the two of us together. Mm, no, just uh, hold on, Seth. I, uh, what makes you so sure the man you saw was Galt? Oh, it, it, it's got to be him. Fits his description to a T, to a T. Pretty dark out there, you know. He, he was on the trail from White River. There's nowhere else could come from. Britt, we all know Galt was headed this way. What did I tell you? He got through Ed Scott's posse just like I said he would. Yeah, he might have at that. <laughs> there was a couple of times when we sort of lost our whereabouts. <laughs> well, come on, Britt. You ain't going to leave me to take care of Galt all alone, are you? Not, not that I'd be afraid to try it, of course. All right, all right, Seth. I'm coming. I wasn't quite finished with supper, but I... <gasps> oh, well, well, now who on earth... Now, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Don't answer it, Ma. Why, that might be Stacy Galt. Oh, oh now, why would Galt be coming here to Ma's place? Now, I'll see who it is. Well, I, I, I'll cover you, Britt. While you open the door, you ain't got a thing to worry about. I'll cover you. Honey. Sign out front says rooms. I'm looking for a place to stay. It's him. It's him, Ma. It's him. Well, uh, come on in. Uh, here, uh, this is Ma Batson. Uh, this is her rooming house. Evening, ma'am. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm full up. Oh? What's well, too bad? I was only going to be here one night. Any place else I might stop over? No! Uh, that is uh, not, not that I know of. Well, uh, uh, before you go, mister. Yeah? Uh,. We don't mean to be nosy or anything like that, but would would you mind telling us what you're doing here in Elk Point? I got some business at the bank tomorrow. The bank? Oh. That's right. What are you doing with that gun, mister? What? Yeah, oh. yeah. let me pick it up for you. No, 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 no. Hey, never mind. Just, just leave it there. Just, just leave it. Laying on the floor? Yeah, well, <laughs> it ain't loaded anyway. A man's a fool to carry an unloaded gun. Say, uh, what time does the bank open up in the morning? Uh, it ain't open tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's a holiday. That's so? Funny, I didn't know. Well, it, it's kind of a special holiday, just here in Elk Point. 
Oh. Uh, you, uh, you came from White River, didn't you, mister? That's right. And how did you... Oh, oh, you heard about me. I was on my way, huh? News sure travels fast, don't it? Yes, yes, it sure does. Well, if you haven't got a vacant room, I... You, uh, you sure you can't squeeze them in somewhere? Yes. You know, since some of your regulars won't be back tonight anyway, you could... How about it, Ma? Well, I... I, I guess I could find a place for him if... If you really think... I'd appreciate it, man. Uh, well, just, uh, just follow me upstairs and I... I'll see what I can do. Thanks, mister. No trouble. Well, what's the matter with you, Brit? Get Ma to let him stay here. Well, if he's God, well, this way we'll be able to keep an eye on him, don't you If think? he's... If he's... You, you seen that, that satchel he was carrying, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, don't you see? That's where he's got the stolen money. You can bet your bottom dollar on it. Mm-hmm. No. And, Brit, you heard what he said about my bank. He was telling us plain as day that he means to rob it. That's the way God is. Everybody says so. You better stop that, Eden, and listen to me. He comes right out and announces what he aims to do. Don't make no bones about it. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't, I didn't hear him mention anything about robbing you, Seth. You didn't, baby. How much plainer could he make it? Mm. Yeah, well... And you, Britt, I'm surprised at you. He was standing there wide open. Why, you could have outgawed him without even half trying. Mm, well, well, I guess either of us could have done that, Seth, seeing as how he wasn't wearing a gun. Keep up, 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 up. what? Pass me that cornbread, will you? Seth Tooley just stood there watching me finish up supper. And the expression on his face didn't help my digestion much. He sure did look disgusted. But I just wasn't convinced that this new fella and Stacy Galt were the same man. I'd never seen Galt before, of course, and the fella Ma took upstairs did look something like the wanted posters. And he had come from White River, that was all true, but no doubt. I, I, the, the poster pictures and the satchel and where a man comes from just don't prove he's an outlaw. At least, not for certain. You gonna sit there eating all night? No, no. Brit, Ponset. No, no, I'm done now. Well? Well, he's not robbing your bank, Seth. Well, what do you want me to do? Wait till he tries it? No, now look. Now, we're not sheriffs or deputies, and we can't arrest somebody just on suspicion. And besides, I don't think he's Galt. Oh, you don't? My dear, just don't stand to reason. Now, why would Gall come riding into town here? He knows everybody's on the lookout for him. Well, with that posse out in the hills, he's a lot safer here in town than he would be anywhere else. And don't think he don't know that, too. Well, <sighs> ah, it's about time to turn in on it. Now, look, Seth, when, when Sheriff Henry comes back, he can arrest this fellow if he wants to. He, he's, uh... I think he'd make a mistake. I, I think he'd be arresting the wrong man, but, well... Brent Ponson, I'll never forgive you for this. Not if I live to be 70. Uh, 90. No, no, Ma. Leaving me at the mercy of a killer. Why, we'd have been better off if you never showed up in Elk Point at all. This is terrible. Now, just take it easy, Ma. Take it easy? Stacy Galt staying right under my own roof? Now, you could be jumping to conclusions, same as Seth here. Oh, am I? Do you know what's in that satchel? Nope. Money. Stacks and stacks of it. Oh, no, now, Ma. I now, watched Ma. him through the keyhole. 
He took it out and started counting it. And there's slips of paper fastened around the bills. And the printing on that paper says, White River First National Bank. There, you see. You, you sure of this, Ma? Well, I'm sure of my own eyes, ain't I? Mm, well, all right. And that ain't all he's got. You remember what it said on the wanted poster about about how Galt always wears yellow leather gloves? Yes, I remember. Well, he's got the gloves, too. Right there in the satchel with the money. Ha! Ha! You satisfied now, Britt? Mm, Seth, Seth, you gotta well, find the posse and bring I him back here as soon know. as you can. All right, Ma. You'll see that he don't get away, Britt. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, I'll see to it. Well, for heaven's sake, Seth, hurry! Be, be sure, Ma, sure. Gee, I'm, I'm sorry if I got to end of something, Ma, but I, I just can't believe... You can't believe what, Britt? Uh, nothing, Ma, nothing. Well, Ma cleared off the table and took the dishes out the kitchen. I offered to dry, but she said she'd rather do them herself, so I went into the parlor to wait. The fellow upstairs was moving around and getting ready for bed. At least, that's what I hoped he was doing. His room was right over my head, and when the bed springs gave out a little creak, I felt a little better about things. About 20 minutes later, Ma came out and sat down in her rocker beside the fireplace. She was crocheting one of those doodads you put in the arm of a chair, you know. We didn't do much talking. Not for the next couple of hours, we didn't. And then about 11 o'clock, the posse came riding up. Well, must be them, Ma. Oh, it's about time. Well? well uh, maybe you'd better wait in the kitchen in case there's any trouble. Huh? There won't be no trouble now, thanks to Seth Foley. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, anyway, Oh, Bob, all right, Britt, all right. He's still here, Britt. Yeah, yeah, he's asleep. Oh, you know Britt Ponsett, don't you, Ed? Yeah, sure. Now, now, here's the plan. The rest of the boys have got the house surrounded. Whole house surrounded. Galt couldn't get out no matter what happened. Uh-huh. All right, now. The three of us will go upstairs. Come on. Yeah. Now, as soon as we get to his room, I'll kick the door open. Then we all blaze away at the bed. Now, Please, now, 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 now. Just hold on here, man. Just hold on. Yeah? Well, what's the matter, Now, Brad? what you're talking about is cold-blooded murder. Oh, just giving him a dose of his own medicine, that's all. That's all? Yeah, yeah. Now, Ed... Now, don't you... tell me you still ain't satisfied that he's galt. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. That doesn't matter. He, he's entitled to a trial just like everybody else. Oh. Use your head, Britt. If we try taking him alive, he's bound to get one or two of us first. Uh-huh. Well, that's the way we're going to take him, anyway. Now, Britt, Britt... Now, I you just... wait here, both of you. I'll bring him down to you. And I want your word that he goes to jail in one piece, huh? Yeah. I can't promise nothing like that. The boys outside are pretty mad about it. Maybe, maybe the boys would like to shoot it out with both Gall and me, hmm? Britt, you don't What do you say, that. Scott? Well, all right, Britt. He goes to jail. But so help me... Seth, how about... Sure, Britt, sure. But if anything happens to you, you got nobody but yourself to blame. Only yourself. Uh, upstairs hall was pitch dark. I moved on quiet. Quiet as I could. I'm trying to remember where the doors were. It's been a couple of years since I'd stayed at Benson's. I wasn't 
just sure which room. Uh, I'll press my ear against the door and listen. Uh, I couldn't hear anybody breathing inside, so I headed for the next door. Right there, now. I had my hand on the knob when I hooked my leg on the hall table and I reached out and touched it. Oh, he'd be awake now, so I had to move fast. I swung the door open and brought up my gun. Who's there? What do you want? I stay where you are and I don't reach for anything. What? Huh? What are you The lamp right beside his bed gave off enough light so I could see him. I leaned over and turned it up. He hadn't moved. He just sat there, eyes wide open, blinking. What's going on here, mister? I think you better put your clothes on. Oh, sure. Sure. Whatever you say. But why? What's all this about? Well, there's some boys downstairs want to talk to you. Me? That's right. What? I don't know anybody in these parts. Uh, well, they know you. At least they think they do. Oh? Yeah, they, uh, they claim you're Stacy Gold. Gold? That's right. Why, they, they're crazy, plum crazy. They are? <laughs> Ain't they hurt? How could I be Galt? What do you mean? Galt's in jail, White River. He was captured, locked up, the day before yesterday. You sure that? I ought to be. I captured him. You... The proof's right there in my satchel. Reward money. White River First National paid it to me yesterday. No. And Marshal Andrews gave me Galt's yellow gloves as a sort of memento of the occasion. Along with a letter of congratulations. Yeah. There, you see him? You... You, you, you captured Stacy Gough, didn't well, you? Well, it, it was kind of accidental. You see, I, I, I'm a drummer. Travel around selling gadgets and things... I didn't know the cabin was Galt's hideout. Looked like any other cabin to me. Thought there might be some kids living there. So I was getting up my samples when the door opened. Guess he thought the six-shooter I was holding was a real thing. Of course, it did look mighty genuine for an imitation. You sure make realistic-looking toys these days. And he, he didn't try to shoot it out with you? No, no, no. All he said was, okay, you got the drop on me. I didn't know what he was talking about, but I was too surprised to say so. Yeah. Next thing, he handed me his gun, and, well, it was about then Marshal Andrews come riding up. Marshal was real nice about giving me all the credit. Want to see the letter he read? No, 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 no. But you bring that down along with you, will you? I, uh... What I want to see is Ed Scott's face when you show him that letter. That's what I want to see. <laughs> So when he got finished putting his clothes on, I took Amos, uh, Amos Foster, that was his name. I took him downstairs. And Ed and Seth, they were standing at the bottom, covering us with their guns. The letter from Marshal Andrews finally convinced them. They put their guns away and marched outside. And that was just about the unhappiest posse I ever saw, considering that they'd caught their man. Ma Benson, she came out of the kitchen in time to hear the tail end of Amos's explanation. She didn't say anything, just shook her head and then offered to make some coffee and heat up what was left of the cornbread. That sounded real good to Amos. Sounded good to me, too, except for one thing. I knew there wasn't any cornbread left to heat up. I, I sort of finished it off at supper. <laughs>
The Six Shooter is an NBC Radio Network production in association with Review Productions. It is based on a character created by Frank Burt, and the transcribed story is written by him. Mr. Stewart may currently be seen in the Universal International picture Thunder Bay. Others in the cast were Eleanor Audley, Barney Phillips, Forrest Lewis, and Seth Tooley was played by Parley Bear. Special music for this program was by Basil Adlam, and the entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. All characters and incidents were fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. Hal Gibney speaking. Hear exciting stroke of fate tonight on the NBC Radio Network. Great episode of The Six Shooter. I love this series. November 8th, 1953, the Stacy Galt story. And uh, James Stewart starring on that program. Great supporting cast, including Eleanor Audley and Parley Bear, with Hal Gibney announcing... All right, hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. And our next song goes back to the year 1961. There's something that I've got to say. Take good care of my baby. Please don't ever Do you know who wrote this song? Um, Just tell her that um, I wouldn't have known. I'll say... Johnny Cash? It was written by a woman. Then it wasn't Johnny Cash. No, no, it was not. Um, get one more guess. Dolly Parton. Yeah, no. It was written by Carol King. Ah. And made famous, of course, by Bobby V, uh, which is what you're listening to when it was released in 1961. Wow. I wasn't even a twinkle in my daddy's eye in 1961. You may have been twinkling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lisa, thanks so much. I like the 60s song. I do, too. All right, when we come back, it's more of Hollywood 360, so stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. You know what, Lisa? In our next hour, we're going to play the very first episode in the series Dangerous Assignment. Going back to 1949, Brian Donlevy starring. Yeah, the very, very first episode in the series. We'll also play Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition, which I totally stink at. Um, It's not your strongest uh, section, but maybe you'll be great today. Who knows? We are going to be doing duets. Duets. Right. You know, like it takes two. (laughs) (laughs) Takes two to tango. (laughs) Two to two, two. All right. That's all in our next hour, so stick around. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.